Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Daydream Rewards podcast. I have a funny little thing for you today. It's a new segment on the show and it is something that kind of doesn't really have a name yet, sorry. Um, but there's going to be little mini-sodes in which I'm sharing practical tips or advice for particular questions. And the one that I'm looking at today is things to consider when you're looking for a tarot deck and that is because the magic of embodiment program is starting next monday on the 8th which is the new moon and some folks have asked me um, where they should look for a tarot deck or what they should uh, consider when buying one and so i wanted to answer that question in a little bit more depth and share that with everyone else in case you might be wondering too a quick promo and recap if in case you're hearing about the magic of embodiment for the first time which is unlikely I've been talking about, about it a lot I'm sorry <laughs> but anyway it's a year-long um, accessible affordable program that looks at ritual folk herbalism and magic through the lens of embodiment so it feels like a really um, huge labor of love for me I'm super happy and excited that so many people have come together 111 to be precise today and yeah we're gonna be together for a year every month i'm gonna share a beautiful new um segment of the course and we'll be sharing um really easy to do fog herbal recipes tarot spreads there's gonna be audio recorded journaling um, and movement practice workshops um, there's going to be plan fund profiles and ritual ideas and then every other month we'll also meet on um, Zoom for workshops where we can go a little bit deeper and ask questions. Um, and like I said, I've, I've really tried to make this as accessible as possible so all my patrons get access to the program and pledges start at $3. You can cancel them anytime but if you like, you can also commit to the whole year and if you want to pledge a little bit more you can also receive monthly readings from me, which is a really beautiful way to have gentle accountability and some extra support through the program. Cool. Thank you so much for listening and sharing if you're excited about this. And I will now let you listen to my answers. Hey everyone. So I thought I would talk a little bit about things you can consider when you're choosing a tarot deck. Um, I know many of you are starting the program, maybe wanting to make a fresh start, or maybe you don't have a deck at all, or maybe you want to treat yourself. And I just want to share a few thoughts, and I also want to tell you which decks I'm currently using and really loving in my life. So the first thing I want to say is that you really don't have to be given a deck. That seems to be like a common myth. Uh, amongst witchy folks <laughs> and and I think that's nonsense I think it's really important that you have a deck that really resonates with you one that really reflects your life experience um, one that represents you and uh, in all your beauty and and also one that feels really approachable and accessible to you um, one that you feel you can easily intuitively connect with um, and I think all, all those things are I mean, maybe you have someone in your life that really knows you and this person could choose a deck for you. But I think in most cases, it's more likely that you will get this um, this deck of your dreams by choosing it yourself. But maybe that's just me. Anyway, if you're on a budget, you can, of course, buy a secondhand deck. And there's beautiful ways of cleaning or resetting a deck and just really making it your own. And if you don't want to spend any money, um, you can also choose an app. 
of course there's something really beautiful about holding the cards in your hand and shuffling them and drawing them and maybe even placing one or two on your altar but I think using an app is not the end of the world and if that's what's available to you right now then that's totally cool. I will link to a couple of apps that I have used, some of them are really also great to learn the tarot I think and they can just be a fun way to pass time when you're on a train or waiting somewhere. So all this being said, what do you do and where do you start if you want to buy a new deck? I think the most important thing is that the artwork really resonates with you. You want real diversity in your deck and you want to see your own life and your identities reflected. So we know there's, there's quite a problem with whiteness in the tarot. Many decks are very white or if they have people of color in it, it can feel sometimes a bit tokenistic. Many decks are also pretty straight. There is a lot of um, binary gender stuff and <laughs> assumed heterosexuality that not everyone can relate to. But, but the good news, exactly, <laughs> in fact, the amazing news is that there's more and more decks coming out now that are really kind of um, beautiful and diverse um, and have a lot of depth and political relevance, which I'm really excited about. So have a look around, see what other people are using. I have a couple of recommendations towards the end, but I think a cool place to start is either Instagram or the Little Red Tarot shop. So this is a cute shop in the UK that has a really, really wonderful selection of decks and I have found many there that I really like. Um, I actually only have five in total, um, but I just love checking out what's new on the market there and if I do buy one then it's usually from this shop. I would also say um, if you can support indie artists and buy from them rather than on Amazon if you can. And if you found a deck that you find interesting and you want to know more, maybe check the hashtag on Instagram out. Most decks I know have their own little hashtag and you can see how other people work with the deck and what the different cards look like. So often if you see one in a shop, whether that's online or packaged in an actual real life store, you might not be able to see all the different cards. And so Instagram is just a great place to see a tarot deck out in the wild, so to say. Um, and to imagine what it would be like. And I think some of us have some really key cards that are so important to us and we really relate to them. And if the artwork for that card isn't what you want it to be, that can be quite a bummer. So say, for example, you're really into, uh, I don't know, the King of Pentacles. And if the King of Pentacles is just really unrelatable to you in that deck and it kind of is bumming you out, then you might not enjoy working with the deck so do check that out super important stuff another thing I would offer you consider is the size and the packaging and to really see what works for you here because I have one deck um, which is the next world tower deck which I absolutely love in every single way I love the images I love the artwork I love the politics behind the deck I love what it stands for I love the book honestly the book is one of the best tarot decks at uh, tarot books I've ever read but it's so huge, it's really really big and I have tiny tiny hands. I also didn't really love the packaging and I notice now that when I want to do bigger spreads it's a little tricky because my I live in a tiny house and my desk is really small so I kind of really have to make space to um, get more than four cards out <laughs> of this deck and 
and not feel cramped about it. So that's an important consideration. And I also want to say this deck absolutely deserves this place. And I think a space that it has. I think for some decks it's amazing to take up space and be loud and detailed and beautiful. And I think that's true for the next world. It's just that if you want to travel with the deck or if you have really tiny hands like me, then maybe that's not going to be the best deck for you. So, yeah. And then packaging, I really love decks that come with really hard and well-made uh, cardboard boxes because, um, yeah, like I said, I do travel with them a lot and for some reasons I find, um, I find little um, bags or like drawstring bags a little bit annoying or tedious to work with. So I love these boxes. Um, they make it feel well-contained and I always love um, realizing that a deck that I'm interested in comes in a proper box. So yeah. Um, and then I want to talk about a few decks that I really love and why I love them. So one of the first decks I ever had was the Fountain Tower deck, which was indeed given to me, but I wished for it. So, so there's that. Um, and I like it because it's, it's really beautiful watercolor art. It feels really gentle, um, yet powerful. So it doesn't feel gentle and soft in, in like a wishy-washy way. It is also very sharp and it feels very easy to read the cards and what I mean by that is that for me um, some some decks feel too ab abstract or that they have not enough visual information for me to really feel like inspired and dreamy and to get my imagination going um, but the Fountain Tarot deck really has these things um, it's beautiful and it has a nice little guidebook I don't always connect with the words from the guidebook but that feels okay for me um, and it comes in a little hardboard box, so that's really nice. Then I have the Divina deck by Mary Evans, um, who is also on the podcast, in the Daydream Rose podcast. And that deck is really amazing for travel. It also comes in a little uh, cute little black box. And it's really small, so it fits super easily into my hands and it's super easy for me to shuffle. I really have like a very cute, intimate relationship with that deck. It comes with me all the time. And I love um, the folk art that Mary makes, so it's super relatable. Um, I always had this story growing up that I can't draw or I'm not really good at art or anything like that. And um, working with Mary's art has really kind of helped me to gain a little bit more confidence in that way and to see the beauty and really simple drawings that can be so meaningful. So the whole Divina deck is black and white, but it's kind of more shades of grey. So um, she also has um, spirit speak decks that, that are a little bit sharper and the Divina deck is kind of more angelic and a little bit softer and the book that comes with it is just incredible, like really, really beautiful and uh, it's, it's just touching me really. I love it and I, I can imagine some of you will love it too. Um, in terms of diversity, this deck also feels good to me because it doesn't actually have any humans in it. So it feels like there isn't this human baggage of is this me or is this just for straight people or is it just, just for skinny people. Um, there are these figures but they are kind of really abstract and not very human-like and that feels really good to me sometimes. Another deck that I have is the uh, Wild Unknown by Kim Kranz, which I like because it's nature and animal based. And if I don't want to work with humans or human images, then that feels really good. Um, it also feels like a good beginner's um, deck, I feel. 
because it's pretty easy to read and um, I find that the different animals that are chosen for the different suits really just make a lot of sense to me. So there's um, snakes for wands, for example, and then swans for cups, and there's deer for the pentacles and owls for swords. So that feels pretty cool and makes sense to me. Um, and then I have the Next World Tower deck by Christy Road, um, like I said, which I absolutely adore. It has a lot of people of color, it has disabled folks, there's queers and sex workers, and just marginalized people. And like I said, the, the guidebook is just incredible. Like it has really changed my perspective on so many cards and I find it so healing to read something that really reflects my life experience and comes from a context that I can relate to and understand. And yeah, it's just it's just a really beautiful deck to have. And I'm so grateful that Christy has done this work. Um, with that, like I said, the only downside, I feel like the cards are really big, sometimes too big for my hands and sometimes a bit tricky to travel with. But this deck is worth it just for the guidebook uh, in itself and, and everything else is also really beautiful. And then finally, this is the latest addition into my life. Um, I've only received this recently. I have the Anima Mundi deck by Megan Wyweden. I might well mispronounce this and I'm really sorry, but I will link to her. And the Anima Mundi deck is pretty, oh, pretty incredible artwork. Um, it's also oil paintings and they're all nature-based and pretty moody and dark. It's a bit, a bit of a gothy deck, I think. Um, so there's, there's just, yeah, really beautiful images of trees and plants and animals and interestingly the only human in the whole deck is the devil card um, so that card has a human on it um, again I, I wasn't totally relating to all of the descriptions in the guidebook but I find that I can very easily intuitively read the cards without necessarily even needing that so that's great as we're talking about things and things I'm recommending, <laughs> one uh, tarot book that I'm also really loving at the moment that might serve you well, especially if you have a deck that you love but you can't really connect to the guidebook, is She's Sitting in the Night by Oliver Pickle. It's a re-visioning re of Tia's tarot and it's pretty incredible too and very feminist and very queer so you might like that or not I don't know <laughs> anyway these are my recommendations I really hope that you find the deck of your dreams and that you will have beautiful times together and that you might be able to share with other people as well or keep it a secret I don't know if you have decks that you want me to see let me know thank you have a beautiful day